proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and, and, and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Welcome along to Crunching Gears, Let's Talk Rallying, episode 24. And welcome, I'm delighted to be joined once again by Connor Edwards as my co-host. Connor, you're welcome. Kevin, thanks a million. I'm always delighted to have any excuse uh, to chat about a bit of rallying, so thank you. Yeah, and we're, you know, we're spoiled again this weekend. Uh, Rally Estonia at the weekend was a strong event for the Irish. Uh, we think, uh, you know, Aaron Johnson uh, co-driving for Takamoto, they finished fifth keeping their championship hopes alive there, you know, they're in the battle for third place. Uh, Josh McElaine and James Fulton taking a podium in WRC2 Junior. Brilliant result there for them. And uh, John Armstrong and Will Crichton in the, the juniors. John's keeping his championship hopes alive going into the last round. Like And and Will also had a good event there too, coming away with fifth place. And more points on the board for him. Um, maybe not the best event for Craig Breen and... Paul Nagel, like a, it was such an unfortunate off, look like a nothing off Craig or Connor. Ah, uh, look, it looked a very simple. It's more that they ran wide on a corner when you watch the video, but unfortunately, concrete post was hidden in the grass, broke the steering, and that was it. Once you go to Super Rally, it's game over. There, there really is no coming back from that to be challenging at the sharp end. Yeah, and it's, it's probably hard for you know to get the motivation back then to to you know to drive at that. You know, absolute limit then as well too. You, you, you know, and you're having to bring points home for the team as well. You know, your your whole priorities around the weekend change. Of it, I'm guessing. Yeah, that, and then I suppose it becomes a bit of a test session in advance of Finland as well. So, whilst they might have been, uh, you know, setting fastest times, we're not sure what settings they would have been testing or yeah. trying out, or what they would have been doing in advance of Finland. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's all about tweaking it and getting it the, the perfect setup for Finland now in a few weeks' time too. So. Uh, you know, we're not going to talk too much tonight because we have so many guys to fit in here, you know. Um, so I think without further ado, I think we'll catch up with uh, Aaron Johnson. So Aaron, um, busy weekend in Estonia, um, an event that hasn't really favoured Takamoto in the past. I think this was his fifth attempt at the, at the Estonian rally, if I'm correct, and uh, unfortunately didn't get off to the best of starts and shakedown. No, I definitely didn't. And yeah, I think you're correct. This was his fifth start at the rally and he had never actually finished without Super Rally. So it wasn't looking so promising again on the fifth attempt on Thursday morning. And uh, look, we did the first three obligatory runs on Shakedown that we have to do. And we had a remote service very close to the end of the stage. And we were changing some things, obviously, because of the, the weather conditions. We had a completely dry test. So 
to come there and and it being full wet it it was something that let's say we weren't really prepared for uh so the decision was made to make another few changes and and try them out on the fourth run and uh, by no means were we going any faster on the fourth run than we had been on the previous runs but i think just we got caught out a little bit very close to the end on the inside and the car snapped on taka and from this point really we were passengers but thankfully it was quite a soft roll uh, i think the video and the, yeah. the photos make it look a little bit more dramatic than it actually was but I think the rain also helped this situation because the ground was so soft and soggy that uh, it meant that there was no massive impacts and uh, okay for sure we had a lot of cosmetic damage and a little bit of mechanical as well but nothing that the guys couldn't fix you know routinely in the service park and and thanks to them for for doing it and getting us the car looking and and performing as as good as ever to start the rally that evening so big Congrats to them for this. And and talking of the car and the team, um, I believe there was upgrades for the Toyota car, the Yaris's, um, for this event. Uh, there was a new aero package and I think an improved engine performance. Yeah, look, at the beginning of the year and all through the testing phase, the, the big point was reliability. And I think it's fair to say that the guys, you know, in Japan and, and Finland definitely achieved that because... We've been running four cars in every event and no one has suffered any massive mechanical problems. So it's incredible to bring a new car into the new era of the sport and, and not have any major issues. So now maybe with the faster rallies coming up in like Estonia this weekend and, and Finland and Belgium coming as well, the, the concentration now has switched to performance and the rear wing for sure on these faster rallies will make a difference. And again, the the engine as well when you're coming out of the junctions and things in somewhere like Belgium it's it's all about the acceleration and the, the top speed on events like this so hopefully the upgrades that we have can can help us to achieve results on these events as well and what you got then to you know I suppose you get into to Friday proper the um what do you call it there was uh, the, the the eight stages on the Friday um morning loop was dry, the afternoon loop was wet, very unpredictable weather. Were you starting to notice, the, 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 or did you notice straight away the differences in the car, you know, with the improvements, or is that is it a bit more subtle than that? From a co-driving perspective, maybe not so much, but uh, yeah, the car is very stable at high speeds, and, and it gets there quickly, so it's nice when you're sitting on the rev limiter and, and places like this through the trees and, and the flat out corners and you're leaning uh, using the arrow to, to carry as much speed as possible. But for sure, I think the drivers have all unanimously agreed that the spoiler has made a big difference to the stability of the car. But from the co-driver's seat, I think, you know, it was always pretty fast for us guys. Ryan, so, so not as obvious to yourself. I suppose your head's no. carried in the notes. Yeah. yeah. We have enough to do. Yeah, exactly. So into Saturday morning, and uh, I suppose Formo was the, was, was the target really for yourselves. You seem to be chasing them down. And um, what do you call it? Do a bit of a battle there with, with Adrian. Yeah, look, like you say, Friday, we had a trouble-free day. Again, going back to the first point you mentioned there, Taka has never finished this rally. And uh, he retired on Friday last year. And this year, 
the stages on Friday were the Saturday stages from from last year. So Takalak, that pass over them last year for the familiarity and obviously to you know completely dial in the notes. So we took a steady approach as well after starting shakedown uh, the way we did. So moving into Saturday, the the confidence was a little bit higher and and the weather was also improving. So. You know, we tried as best we could to try to reel in Adrian and we were chipping away at him and, and taking, you know, a few seconds here and there. And on an event like this, it's it's quite difficult to take big gaps because, you know, it's so fast and the margins are so small. So, yeah, to finish then Saturday evening with, I think, maybe 10 second lead, 11 second lead, something like this over Adrian was was nice. And it was a small buffer heading into Sunday, but Sunday in relative terms was quite a long day for the championship because normally we finish at lunchtime after doing like 40 kilometers. But uh, we had 80 to do on Sunday in Estonia and it was essentially a full day again. So, and fairly challenging weather on the Sunday by the by, you know, from, from watching the coverage, there was unpredictable, very heavy rainstorms. Yeah, the morning was quite okay. The first Three stages of the loop were, were all good. Then we came back uh, to service for the refuel and the remote regroup and went back out to do the same loop again. And this is when the weather really started to change. Uh, the second last stage of the rally, there was some light showers, enough to affect the braking and, and things like this, but it was not critical. But then for the power stage, it was just horrendous. The rain was incredible and at times when we were on the stage it was very very difficult even to see where the road was that was coming that heavy but look a little bit depended on your road position also with four minute gaps and 12 cars it's over 30 minutes between the the first and the last of the cars so you know generally a heavy shower like this does not last for this long so Unfortunately, we were caught out a little bit, but again, it could have been worse for some of the cars ahead. And and I think Taka coped really well in these conditions, actually, to to manage the the pace. And when we got to the finish, let's say, you know, we of course we had to check the board to see what Adrian's time was, and we were something like forty seconds quicker. So it just it just proved that we had a good stage for the conditions that we had. And you had a, a fairly good Sunday or good run on the Sunday. You had two third fastest stage times and you also picked up a point on the, the power stage as well. Yeah, all, all the points help and the power stage is getting more and more important as we're now over halfway in the championship. So yeah, Sunday was good and, and there were stages again that Taka had did before. So this helps a lot uh, when you have onboard footage from from previous years of stages that are identical and being used again, it makes a massive difference. And just for the confidence and, and the feeling in the car, and this is a factor that helped us on Sunday. And um, would you spend a lot of time going through those old footage or, you know, or the, or the videos from, from the previous year? Yeah, Taco will spend a lot of time pre-event uh, going through the videos. And then when we arrive together, we always arrive maybe one day early so that we have a day together before we start the recce and we will do some preparation, preparation like this. But the video work generally is, is more driver orientated and then, Obviously, after the recce, which we record as well, I will sit with Taka and go through the stages 
after the recce and we can make some final amend amendments after this from the video. So uh, video work is becoming more and more important. And uh, also we can utilize the live onboard footage now from WRC plus as well. So it's, it's an important factor. Yeah. Good to have. And you finished the event, Estonia fifth overall, your fifth overall in the WRC championship, you know, feelings must be good going into to, to next round in Finland. Yeah, look, the feeling on Thursday night was not so good, but uh, we composed ourselves again and and built the confidence up. And yeah, coming into Finland now, it's it's let's say Taka's home rally, for want of a better word. But of course, we're also looking forward to Japan with uh, Toyota. But yeah, Finland will be an event that we will be really trying to maximize our performance and and push for the the top results and hopefully we can be in the fight for the podium let's see kevin it was great catching up with aaron and uh, appreciated him making the time for us because he had literally just you know arrived home having flown back from estonia so it was great to, to have the opportunity and not only did we get a chance to catch up with aaron but we also got to speak with josh mackerlian to uh, see how he got on the estonia Josh, lovely to have you along, um, especially after your very good result on Rally Estonia. Um, just prior to the event, you'd competed in Lithuania as a bit of a shakedown preparation for Estonia. What was that rally like? Hey, Connor. Uh, thanks for having us on. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'd done a, a rally pre-event test, really, in uh, Lithuania the weekend before uh, Estonia. So it was really to get us into the, the rhythm and feeling of, the Baltic roads is we have never really competed on on such roads and fast flowing roads before. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great test. There was many services, so you could come back and review data on boards and and ref, refine the driving is is what we were doing. So uh, yeah, it was it was good to to get the experience of these roads. The weather was actually changing a lot as well, so. Let's say in hindsight, it was a good thing. Looking forward to, to Rally Estonia. Absolutely. I suppose we're used to seeing Estonia in glorious sunshine when it's been in the WRC previously or, or been a, um, what do you call it, a, a possible event for the WRC. But this year, you know, complete change. The weather was atrocious. There seemed to be, you know, very mixed conditions. And on top of that, some quite technical stages this year as well. Would that be right? Yeah, you could say that. Um, I think after the first day of Reggae, there was like a tornado near near stage four, which, yeah, you could see the, the aftermath of it was destroyed, the trees and there was houses, houses with roofs down. So it was, yeah, it was quite a shock to, I think, everyone that was, everyone that was there to see what was going on. So, uh, yeah, I think it's through a spanner in the works going into the weekend and no one really knew what to expect from the roads because, the conditions have never been like this before so yeah the the rots were in mind and what how the road would deteriorate and how it would uh, progress throughout the weekend so uh yeah it left a bit of a question mark but it was our first time there so let's say it maybe helped us in a way there was a spectator stage then on the thursday night and then friday the rally kicked off proper and you had a fairly solid good day consistently setting top five stage times on the friday uh, yeah, it was relatively good pace from from the word go. Um, we really done our own rally, done our own thing, and focused on ourselves from from the start. Um, we had some clear objectives going into the rally in terms of 
what we wanted from our driving and what we wanted to see from onboards and and going forward it, it was progressing for throughout so uh going into going into Saturday it was the position the position was was quite strong in WRC2 I think junior we were third overall so yeah it was about maintaining that there but we still wanted to progress our driving and our pace so uh yeah we kept this up and it was going good and then obviously you know changing levels of grip the weather was playing a part there was heavy showers and then also on the second loop of the stages you know quite big ruts from what we could see on the you know the WRC coverage WRC coverage I would say maybe shows half of it um, and <laughs> looking at it uh, because yeah we have time before the stage to to actually watch some WRC coverage to see what the stage could be like um, but as you said the weather kept on changing and it was quite unpredictable to see, like you couldn't predict what what you could do in terms of driving or car setup going into stages because the weather was changing that much. But yeah, the ruts on on Friday evening, especially Saturday evening, were quite crazy. And yeah, you had to think of the machinery as well and try to preserve it because sometimes these rallies are about endurance as well as pace. But you have to you have to be mechanical sympathetically, and uh, that was one of our our priorities going into the weekend was was to get a finish and I think we had to, to play a smart game in these conditions. And on the Saturday in the first loop you had a small issue on stage 12 then on the second loop you had a puncture um, you know did that set you back badly? Um, it's like anything you have to you have to keep on going and, and pushing away but okay we had the issue and the puncture but it, it didn't really drop us any positions in terms of overall okay we could have been up a position in WRC2 Junior and maybe overall in WRC2. But yeah, it was is it was what it was. And uh, we just had to keep on pushing on. And okay, the conditions were changing and a lot could still happen. So uh, we just had to keep that mindset. Then into Sunday, still quite a lengthy day by WRC standards. Um, normally they're, they're they're quite short days on the on the on the final day. You were started the morning fourth overall in the category. Um, you know, good solid run, and then along came the penultimate stage. Uh, very slippy, very tricky conditions. Um, Marco Balassia, who'd been leading the category, rolled on that stage, and then what happened to yourselves? Um, yeah, let's say Sunday was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, our pace was continuing to get faster and faster, and I think we were 0.6 of a second a kilometer off the, the top pace of WRC2, which is, yeah, let's say it's our best so far. And to do it on these roads against XWRC drivers and Scandinavians was was very good um, consistently as well, which was the main point. Um, but yeah, the, there was no service on Sunday either. So it was quite a long day with in WRC terms and on a Sunday too. So it was, yeah, endurance was all part of it. And, yeah, and then and now what happened? What, how, how did the roll happen? Yeah, so uh, on the McDonald's stage, the, the conditions were it was quite bad, and the rain was coming down, and the stage was actually drying by the time we got to it. But there were certain sections that were quite muddy in places, and okay, there was a, a corner with like a mud patch in between the actual apex of the corner and the finish, and yeah, we had a slide and tried to rotate the car and it rotated the wrong way and 
let's say we end up in the ditch with the bike right wheeling, it put us on our roof. Um, it wasn't ideal, this, this was not part of the plan. Um, so yeah, we, we had to go because we were on our side and there was three spectators there and we managed to push the car over, over onto our wheels again and uh, wait on the next car to come through to drive behind it. Okay, the vision was, was far from good because it was raining and the screen was cracked and you could see hardly anything so to get to the end of that stage yeah okay it was a relief but we were very disappointed in what had happened and so yeah it was about resetting after this and, and trying to trying to get to the final stage yeah and obviously at that stage because you were aware that marco was out you, you knew you were in you know a, fighting for a podium or had a podium place so what was the mood like in the car to you know before the start of the the final stage there was a, a regroup before the first stage, as always, and okay, you can't touch the car in this this zone. So we had a car with a windscreen that was not there, and okay, we had goggles in the car. So the plan was to get out of regroup, try get the window out, and and put the goggles on, and and go into the last stage and see what we could do because there was twenty seven seconds. I think we had the gap to the fourth. And as we were driving out of regroup, the the rain started to come down, and yeah, it, it was extreme. To be fair, um, we were getting soaked, and the goggles were even starting to steam up too. So, going into the last stage, okay, you we had to get to the finish as well, but we knew there was a podium on the line here. So, James done a fantastic job in the notes. It, I don't know how he done it because the wind was coming in, the rain was coming in, the page was getting wet, and he's still called notes and we got to the end of the stage and we actually only lost 11 seconds to the guy that was Saldivar who was coming for us in third so yeah it was a huge relief and it's a memory that'll last a long time but one that I don't really want to repeat <laughs> yeah don't blame you and a lot of pressure on you and and I know even again from watching the coverage like the the rain you know was filling up the ruts in the road some of the drivers you know, the, the rally one drivers were struggling in those conditions they were describing the roads in parts like ice almost where they were aquaplaning so never mind having no windscreen having the goggles on it would have been tough anyway yeah it would have been tough anyway i think the windscreen would have would have steamed up as well so uh yeah it was extremely tough and to get to the end of the rally the work that PCRS and the academy put in before the event to get us there and to work on our driving and, and to find get the fine details right in terms of driving on these roads is was an incredible effort and okay before the last stage you could say the whole thing didn't look so good but we got to the end we we done the job and we didn't make it easier for ourselves but yeah we got there and we got a top 10 WRC2 and a a WRC2 junior podium which yeah was always the goal for the weekend and to exceed that there and to be consistent the close on a good pace against locals and guys that's done this rally three times is gives us good confidence going into to rally Finland. Absolutely and and as you say you got um what do you call it you got the uh, third overall in the WRC2 junior that's your best result of the season as far as I'm aware is that right? Uh yeah it is um to to come into Estonia we had to turn around our season some way because up until now okay we were getting okay results in WRC2 Junior but we were going into Rally 2 in some situations and this is not what we want to do so mm. there had to be a big turnaround going into Estonia and I think 
we done that very well and uh, it's nice to come out the other end of it. Absolutely. And you mentioned Finland. It's the next round, August the 4th. What's the, the feelings as you prepare for that? Will you be in the car again? Will you have time to be in the car again? Or is it literally Estonia was part of the preparation for Finland? Uh, okay, Finland's in three weeks' time now. Uh, ECRS have a huge task of <laughs> re-prepping the car before it. So uh, there's no better men for the job. They're big machines. They, they keep on trucking away and yeah, I think they've the car stripped at the moment, so it's all go. Um, but yeah, there is a pre-event test plan for for Finland, with actually Andy McCormick and Paul Riley taking part as well. So it'll be good to have them guys over, and and hopefully I can help them out in preparation for their event. So uh, yeah, this is the plan, and going into Finland, okay, it's different again from Estonia, but we now have the the confidence on the fast roads and over jumps and, and stuff like this here. So, uh, yeah, we would like to leave off where we left off in Estonia. Okay, less before the, the penultimate stage. But, uh, yeah, we've still a lot of things to improve in driving and, and that there. So, yeah, that's the plan. Lovely to hear from Warren there and from Josh as well, too. Like, it's great that we have this talent and, you know, and they're giving us the opportunity to hear their stories as well. And you know, continuing on with that theme, then John Armstrong and Walt Crichton joins us now. We're joined by uh, William and John Armstrong, who have both recently competed on Rally Estonia in the Junior WRC Championship. And um, before we get to talk about Estonia, though, Will, I'm very interested in how you ended up with uh, Marcus Gromholm in the co-driver's seat in Portugal. Yeah, that was a it was a cool experience. Um, I didn't even know about it until. Uh, right, right on the day, um, I was down just changing some things after the first pass of shakedown, and then I looked up and Marcus was there with the race suit on and uh, with the helmet in his hand. And the guys, um, Seb, who organises the the JWRC um, uh, media, he sort of told me what was going on, and yeah, it was it was really cool. It was a thing put together by Wolf Lubricants, one of the JWRC sponsors. Um, yeah, and got to go for a run on the shakedown with him in the co-driver seat. So, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. It must be quite nerve wracking, though, having you know Marcus Gromholm sitting in the passenger seat, you know, critiquing you as such. Yeah, I uh, I was quite nervous, but I think he was also pretty nervous too because he was worried, you know, that maybe I was going to try and you know impress him. And <laughs> it's quite in Portugal, it's quite a technical um, shakedown, and there's quite a lot of corners, and they all look the same. So. For only doing one pass, I think he didn't realize maybe that I didn't know where I was going, and then you know we'd get caught out. So uh, yeah, he was he was definitely worried that I was going to try to do something to impress him. But uh, yeah, it was good fun, and we chatted about different things and tried to get as much advice out of him, you know, before the start of the rally. So it was uh, yeah, it was definitely one that I'll not forget. Did he have any words of wisdom for you? Um, I'd love to lie and say that he said everything was great, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, he, he came up, he gave me a few bits of advice and, you know, particularly with a rally like Portugal, you know, how to try and, you know, not go flat out from the start because you'll never make the the finish. But um, yeah, maybe I didn't listen to his advice enough with all the punctures that we got. But um, yeah, as I said, it was, it was really cool. So it was thanks to the guys there at the JWRC that made it happen. Yeah, fantastic opportunity. And I can only imagine something you'll never forget in your career. Um, John, just going to yourself. So going into Estonia, you're you're were one point ahead in the JWRC Championship. What was the game plan for Rally Estonia? 
Um, the game plan was to try and aim and get uh, a good result. Obviously, a podium um, would have been good, and, and we did manage that. Um, and uh, it's always important to get some stage win points as well. So, yeah, that was the goal. Um, although, even though we did achieve that, I still feel um, I could have got more out of the weekend. I didn't. Uh, it didn't didn't feel like I was in my best rhythm all the time um, and definitely left a lot of uh, a lot of seconds behind us. But yeah, overall, it's not too bad. We're still uh, joint leaders um, at the moment and uh, with double points in, in Greece uh, and all the stage win points as well, it, it's pretty much fully open. And I think whoever, whoever wins Greece will probably end up winning the championship. So um, yeah, it's going to be a, a big showdown, uh, but yeah, Estonia was was fun, and um, it's hard not to enjoy those roads. Uh, you know, we we had a great weekend, and yeah, it was just nice to to be there. If nothing else, you know, to to be rallying that level is, is special, and uh, especially you know we have great crack between me and, and William and uh, Liam and, and Brian as well. Um, so it's uh, it's definitely you know probably Des will remember fondly whenever we're a bit older. So yeah, it's really good. Yeah. And Will yourself, what was the the, the strategy for, for tackling Estonia? Yeah, it was, I suppose, looking back on last year, you know, our, our pace, we were quite far off the, the leaders and I was a bit apprehensive going into the event again, you know, would I be able to close that gap? But I suppose maybe on paper, the, the event this year, I don't think it really reflects, you know, how Liam and I performed over the weekend in a way that, you know, to come away, you know, nearly four minutes off the, the leader's time is is a bit frustrating. But, you know, I think the step that we made from last year, even against John, you know, was was quite was quite good. But obviously it's just there's, um, you know, there's, there's more improvements to make. But yeah, it was... I sort of felt more comfortable on the more narrow roads and especially whenever it got quite rutted, you know, the likes on Friday evening, we were, you know, we weren't far off, off the pace. We were setting good times. And I would say for a majority of the stages, you know, we were 10 to 15 seconds off the, the quickest time. And then just whenever it went out onto the wide road, I think that's where I probably struggled the most and just trying to, you know, calibrate yourself to know what is flat out and, you know, what, what sort of corners require a bit of a break and, yeah, I think that's just, you know, how specialist those events are. So, um, yeah, it was, as John said, it was a really enjoyable event, really well organized. And, you know, when you're driving flat out over some of those jumps, it's um, it's hard not to enjoy it. And a lot of issues there came into play. Obviously, the weather had turned just before the event. There was heavy rains, uh, intermittent showers. The going got, you know, in places um, certainly seemed to be quite slippy and hard to get grip. And uh, then obviously the ruts came into play as well. So quite challenging for you guys running where you are in the field. Yeah, it was, I suppose, a complete contrast to last year. Last year was extremely good weather and really warm. Um, and this year, you know, I think with the rain that they had before the event and during it, it made the road quite soft. And then when the new hybrid cars go over it, they seem just to destroy the road even uh, worse than, you know, the previous specification of cars. So, yeah, it was it was quite difficult in the second pass, and the ruts were really deep in, in places. So, uh, yeah, whenever the rain came, particularly on the on the power stage, it was um, it was pretty mad. I was glad to get through that one, but uh, yeah, whenever the ruts started to fill fill with water, it was yeah, the car just took a mind of its own. But 
yeah, it's, you know, trying to push yourself in those conditions is probably where you're going to learn the most. So at, at the same time, whilst we were sort of in no man's land, I didn't want to just drive, you know, to the finish. I wanted to try and keep pushing where I felt comfortable to try and, you know, um, make improvements if we, if we get the opportunity to go back in the future. Yeah. And John, for yourself, you know, as we said, you were going in there as championship leader and pretty much up against it in the sense that you had Robert, who was on home ground, he's Estonian. And then you had Sammy and Laurie, who are Finns. So, you know, pretty much home ground for them is very similar stages to what they'd be used to in Finland. How was that fight or that battle with, with the, 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 the three guys? Yeah, well, I think, you know, judging from, from Sweden, I was more than capable to, to beat um, uh, Laurie Yuna. Um, so, yeah, I knew, knew our pace wasn't so bad, but for sure I, I know that Sammy is very quick and also Robert, and they um, are comfortable with the conditions and they've got um, some, you know, good experience with the car as well. So, yeah, I, I honestly didn't know how close we would be or if we would be um, able to challenge for the, the victory or not. But, yeah, um, in the in the end up, I think I struggled a little bit just with the car set up and everything. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those ones whenever you're not doing a pre-event test and, you, you know, you turn up and you have... Sometimes you get it lucky and everything works, and sometimes you you have to go and chase the setup a little bit. Then, so I felt like very much I was just chasing my tail the whole weekend. Um, but in saying that, we did set some good times, and when things did work, we were we were able to be right there with the fastest stage times. And yeah, we got three fastest stage times over the weekend, which is which is great. But yeah, ultimately, um, just struggled a bit for that last percent and. Yeah, I, I felt like I was probably driving better than I did there last year, but the times maybe didn't reflect that. And the rhythm just wasn't the same, even though I was pushing more and carrying more speed in places. I think then maybe in some of the more uh, technical corners where um, you need to position the car very quickly from one, one direction to another, I think I'm just struggling a little bit, to be honest, just with with this car to find the best way and to do it all the time sometimes i can do it but it's trying to do it every stage but yeah i'm sure um we'll go away now and then yeah analyze the performance see what i need to improve on hopefully by looking at split times we can see where i'm losing the time and uh compare that to portugal also and try to figure out where i need to improve and um yeah then we'll go to go to greece and try to uh try to do better than we did but yeah Estonia is an amazing event so many jumps and fast sections but this year a lot of narrow sections as well which was um interesting but uh I think that's what makes it a difficult challenge because you do have um stages that have a big variation in style of roads and every stage is quite different from one another so yeah it's it's hard to be in the perfect rhythm for you know each stage but yeah it was it was a good event uh the weather was tricky obviously we had rain all weekend and uh that made some stages quite slippery and uh the conditions a bit unpredictable um but yeah overall i think um we have to be happy with, with what we've done um and i i know for sure i could have done better but um yeah there's definitely you know a few moments over the weekend where 
I had uh, at least 10 seconds sitting stationary. So um, we add them up to probably 30 seconds. And then if I, if I was able to be in a better rhythm all the time, there's another 30 seconds. So we would have been right there. So, yeah, it's um, but that, that, you know, that's the way rallying goes. Yeah, certainly a, a bit of an analysis there for you, you know, to, to see where you can tweak or, or get those extra seconds back um, coming into Greece. And Will, you know, certainly John mentioned there was quite a technical rally and, and looking at the, 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 the footage and WRC.com, etc. Some of this, the, the, the forest stages, there didn't seem to be a lot of uh, room for error. The trees seemed extremely close to the edge of the road and obviously combine that with the... Uh, what do you call it, the weather and then the ruts and, and uh, you know, the, the, the aquaplaning, it must have been quite tough in there at times. Yeah, like John said there, you know, there was quite a mix of conditions and, you know, characteristics of the road, you know, did change throughout the weekend. Um, I think there, the, the second stage of the rally, the first first proper stage on, on Friday morning was probably one of the most difficult and it was, yeah, extremely narrow um, and a lot of tree cover. So it was hard to to pick the lines for the corner, um, although the, the, the road may have been narrow, but, you know, the speed is still really high. So particularly then for the second pass of that, you know, whenever the road is, is really rutted, it's, um, yeah, it makes it quite difficult. But um, yeah, for me, I would say it's probably the, the most sort of physically demanding rally that I've done in terms of probably because of the ruts. Um, you know, you're trying to hold on to the, the wheel that hard and the car's, you know, sort of always taking a mind of its own and you're always trying to correct it to, to stay in the line. So yeah, you get to some of the, you know, the end of some of the stages and your, your forearms are, are, uh, are burning, but um, yeah. And then combined obviously with all the jumps uh, and things like that, it's pretty, pretty hard on your, your neck, but yeah, I think particularly for the co-driver, it's maybe okay for the driver. They, you know, they've got the steering wheel to brace themselves and they know exactly what's coming, but not as easy for the co-driver. So, um, yeah, fair play to those guys for for keeping that up uh, all weekend. Yeah, certainly uh, challenging with the, the between the ruts and the and the jumps in places. And so next next round is of the junior championship, and the final round is Greece. So double points on offer plus stage wins. What's what's your game plan, Will, for for Greece? Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, it's nice to go to Greece. You know, it's, no one's been there before. It's a clean slate. Um, you know, I to be honest, I haven't looked at, at too many of the stages yet, but um, that'll start pretty quickly after we've analysed uh, Estonia. But yeah, it's as I said, it's nice to go there with a clean slate. And from my point of view, I'll be going just to really try and enjoy the event, but, you know, go as quick as we can. It's the last, last event, so it would be nice to get a good result and obviously the guys are going to be going you know flat out to, to try and win the championship so yeah it's purely going to drive as fast as we can and try and you know get a good result to, to round out the year and John you know you're heading to Greece now it, it's you know it's between the four of you really you know Sammy Robert and Laurie and yourself as potential winners particularly with the double points on offer Greece you know notoriously rough stages big rocks, et cetera. What, what's your own strategy or plan for, for, for heading to Greece? Yeah, it's obviously a very uh, difficult strategy to pick because, like you said, the stages will be very rough with lots of rocks and uh, I expect a lot of um, ruts and the, the surface to get quite bad. So, yeah, I, I know from um portugal we tried to have a safe approach on the first day and that didn't work out um so that obviously makes it even more difficult because uh 
yeah, I well, maybe it makes it easier because I know that a safe approach didn't work. So maybe I just need to drive and, and you know, throw it, throw everything at it. But for sure, we'll need to have an element of looking after the car and the tires. Um, and we can't really afford to, to drop too much time. So, yeah, we, we need to probably just go with our own rhythm and see where that is on the first stage and, and take it from there. Um, but it's going to be a long rally and the championship will be probably, uh, it won't be over until the final stage is finished. So, yeah, we'll see how, how it goes. But for sure, the strategy is hard to pick and uh, we just got to do the best we can and, and prepare the best we can and, and try to um, yeah get into a good rhythm and hopefully uh, we have a, a bit of luck too. I think that plays a, a big role. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting one, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and genuinely wish both of you the best of luck for Greece. Just before we let you go, I'm going to mention the Down Rally. So, and the connection here, John, previous winner of the Down Rally. And Will, if I'm correct, you're going to be uh, have the, the Fiesta Rally 3 out in the Down Rally. Yeah, that's the that's the plan, home event for me. And uh, yeah, it hasn't happened for a year or two because of COVID. So um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to do any rally. And particularly, you know, we're doing quite a few rallies, you know, not in the country, so any opportunity you get to do it close to home, uh, grab it with both hands. And yeah, Liam, he's doing the event as well. Um, and, and so is my dad. So it's a proper team outing. So uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And hopefully we have a good day's crack. Hopefully indeed. And fingers crossed the weather stays dry for that as well. Yeah, it's uh, funny. John sent me his onboards there from the year he won it. And I probably forgot how tricky those stages are. There's there's quite a lot to them, and particularly if the if the weather isn't great. So, yeah, it'll um, we'll need to to focus in on it and, and take it seriously, obviously, and try and you know um, use it as a, a bit of training and a bit of practice. Uh, although there's not any tarmac events left in the juniors, but uh, yeah, there'll be plenty to work on with the recce and our pace notes and try to make a few improvements so that we can um, have fun, but also learn something from the weekend. Brilliant. Well, look, I look forward to seeing how you get on. So, John, William, thank you very much. Really appreciate you joining us. Thank you. Thank you. So great hearing from the lads there. Um, also, we'll continue on the strong performance, Irish performances of the weekend. That's Josh Moffat, man. Uh, him and Keith Moriarty wrapped up the national championship uh, down the stone throwers. You know, <laughs> we keep saying that he's doing a Kelly Roven pair in the in Irish Rallye this year. It's fantastic yeah. to see. Absolutely. Listen, Josh and Keith chalked up another win. Um, again, seemed to be hassle-free, drama-free, just in the zone and off they went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, right from the first stage, once again, didn't look the, the most happiest at the end of the first stage, but <laughs> it seems to be coming a thing now. He comes off the end of the first stage, not completely happy, but still sets fastest times and then just it rolls from there. I think he was fastest on every stage and equal fastest in the last stage dominant performance and I suppose he still has to drive like maybe the safe side of flat out because you know his court coming up now in a couple of weeks and he doesn't want to become complacent he still has to drive hard absolutely you know he has to keep himself under a certain amount of pressure to to perform as such and you know can't afford to back off and either risk losing you know one of the titles or um, possibly having an off or making a you know a silly mistake because he's not as focused Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, great to see uh, Gareth McHale back in the podium there, taking a, a strong second place. He was equal with Josh in the, the final stage. So good to see Gareth back on the, you know, on the big pace and back in the podium. 
Uh, I think David Kestem was third, which is great to see as well too, out in Callum Devine's old Fiesta. So a good, a good step up for David there. And then the two-wheel drive then, Chris Armstrong. Great to see Chris getting a good result. Um, like, you know, Chris seems to be one of those guys that always seems to be given everything. Uh, good to see him getting the, the reward there at the weekend as well. And uh, then in uh, second then was, it was... Patrick McHugh. Pa- Patrick McHugh, yeah, and the, the escort, yeah, which yeah. is a brilliant result for him. And then Jason Black. Jason was lacking a wee bit of confidence there, I suppose, after coming back from, you know, he's off in the last round and then he had trouble in the uh, the rally up in the north there, local. So uh, he wanted a good clean run. He was trying out new brakes. There was a few things. So it, the confidence was definitely coming back. You could see every time you get interviewed there with Kelly and Andy, every stage, it was just, and by the end, the, the spark was back in the eye and he, you know, he, he has the pace again. But it's great to see Jason back to his best again. Absolutely, twelfth overall and class win. You know, so uh, you know it was great to see things coming together for him again, and and you know a nice clean run. Yeah, I am with Ed, Ed O'Kelhan's retirement too. That gives Jason strong points in the championship as well too, which it has to be for the good as well too. And also at the weekend then too, and the European Historic Championship, um, Barney or sorry, Martin McCormick and Barney Mitchell were out there representing the Irish. And they were in the uh, Mads uh, BMW M3, and they're enjoying great success in that European Championship so far. So I think we'll hear from the two boys and get their story on it. So, like, you are doing the rounds of the European Historic Championship this year. Started out, uh, like, well, I suppose for our listeners in Ireland, LIB 1800 as a car that I suppose holds a lot of special memories. Um, pretty special car, Marty. Very, very special car, yeah. You know, as as uh, I guess, you know, as a child, I watched Roy rally in the car, and it was he was always somebody that my older brother Greg followed. Um, watch what he done. You know, Roy was a very capable driver, and and it was always great to watch as well. And I guess with guess with it being a BDA as well, it's always something Greg aspired to. And then the opportunity came up a number of years later for Greg to buy the car, albeit damaged. Um, and over the course of a few years, he repaired the car and then started to use it himself. And, and then again, there was you no, know, there was me still really as a teenager watching my older brother rally this car. And then to have the opportunity then to actually rally the same car as such, you know, it, it, it seems this really is there's a few new panels and bits and pieces, but it is the same shell as, as such. And uh, it's always was a very the thing I always noticed about LAB was a very very great car change in direction. Whatever was about it, uh, it was always one of them cars. It always had a slightly different feel, especially to my my own red shell. Um, and it was always a, a beautiful car to drive. And I guess with it sitting around, it was it just it really fitted into uh, being easy to get FIA passported. So then we decided we'd do that at the start of this year, and then we've been using it at the start of this year for the uh, for the FIA historics, and it's been it's been really really good. Like it's it's a good old car. It's been it's been lucky to us, and it's been been good to us, you know. Yeah. And, and Barney, for you getting the opportunity to go out to these European historic events, it's something different? Um, completely. Probably not the rallying end of it. You know, everything runs the same sort of format, etc. But the fact that you're getting to see a bit of the world along with going rallying is probably what it appeals to me with anyway. You know, I suppose we we started off with LIB, you're saying, was that like the first time I ever got to do a rally and it was in Australia. So 
I had never written notes before and often this Egypt I was sitting and decided to put this thing in a container and head her away, you know. So that that was the start of it. So she's the she's the long distance car now. <laughs> so but uh no the European rounds are definitely just every time you do something that's the surrounds are a bit different, the culture's a bit different. Uh and uh, I suppose the the competition's quite good as well, you know, no matter um where you go. You'll always have a local specialist then, so you have somebody to always aim for and, and uh have have a target for, you know. Mm-hmm. And like I remember talking to you before for Rally Insight, and your whole ethos of going rallying was like, yes, you want it to be competitive, you just want to go and but it was making memories. And you can almost sort of sense that coming from this year's uh plan of attack as such as th- these type of events, these are the kind of events you're going to look back in a few years' time and just, I was there, kind of, rather, you know, than going and doing your like, BRC or the Tarmac Championship or whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, you know, you'd be away, you'd be away there for a week, um, well, nearly a week, away from Tuesday to Sunday, but you go out on Tuesday, you do your recce Wednesday and, and uh, Thursday, by the time Friday morning, then rally Friday, Saturday, back home Sunday. So it is fairly well compact, but you do get a spec. You know, like any rally, I always said, when you went to these countries before, like we went to Canaries a couple of years ago. When we went there before, we were at the tourist locations. We just did the tourist thing, you know, drinking and partying and carrying on. We went this year and we drove around the whole continent, the whole island, doing recce's for rallies. And you really do get a sense of the real culture and the real, the real, uh, be it Austria, where we're at, wherever. You know, you do get into the places you would never, ever be otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that makes it that is pretty special as well. What do you think, Barnes? Uh, my head's usually down most of the time, either writing or trying to shout something out at you. <laughs> 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 <And> usually warnings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is, it is. It's, the sense of adventure is the big thing about it. I think when we grew up, rallying always had a thing of adventure. Every 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 rally was unique in its own way, whereas now it's very sterilized at the top. You know, you, you're three stages of service, three stages crap so um i'm not trying to disrespect the boys at the top are doing a great job but to watch it at the, and probably to compete on it, it, it i know it's lost its appeal whereas these events all have their own wee thing you know and a lot of them are xwrc events um that have sort of fallen out of favor with the calendar so we're getting to do them boys we're, we're living our dreams so that's it and that's that's another very good thing as well like from the actual point of the motorsport and the stages and the driving of the stages like you'll go to Spain uh, uh, and there'll be nothing but corners. Every every uh, you know every stage has a thousand corners or whatever. You know it's just notes and notes of corners. You'll go to the Lexi Czech Republic and it'll be so fast and open. And then you'll go to the likes of Austria there last year or, or last sorry last week. And it's just a mixture of everything. You go you know we one stage is fast and flowing all is more technical. But generally and and that's the thing you also touched on as well, Kevin. Uh, I really really. Uh, I'm really, really not sure about Barney's choice of uh, wallpaper because we talk about competition. <laughs> a guy called Zippo is an Italian and a quattro. And I tell you what, he was well trying to chase one of the boys and then wore rally cars. He's with this boy. <laughs> I have my tongue out and racing many as a person, but I tell you what, you've your tongue well out trying to beat, catch that quattro. Uh, you know. You know, I will say that there's 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 a pretty deep field there, you know, of, of, of high quality historic cars. There's 037 Lancy is there's you know integrally that's integrally deltas and there's you've got the Auto Quattro and you've got you know uh Ford Sierras, you've got you've Opel Mantas, you know what I mean? You've yeah. BMW M3s, you've got such this field of historic rallying. 
Well, as a guest in around the whole Ireland and, and across England there, you're always getting escorts. You know, when it's escorts, escorts. And we love escorts. Like, we've yeah. rallied one for years. But, you know, you go out there and there's some amazing cars to see and, and compete against. And I tell you what, if you're in the top five, I tell you what, you are pushing hard. Because yeah. there's nobody who go out there and a historic car and tell me those guys are slouches because uh, they aren't. So it, it, it brings, there's a very, how would you say, holiday end of it, but then there is a competitive end of it. But it's great because we go there and me and Barney will be talking on the way out on the Tuesday and none of us have a clue about the rally. You know, it, you know the recce, the stages, anything. We just go and do a three-pass recce. You can still do a three-pass recce as well, which I think is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. We'll go and do a three-pass recce, write a pace notes and go rally. Simple. You know, very good. There's no DVD. There's none of this. You know, no. you, you go and you do your rally and you forget about all that other sort of stuff. That's right. Uh, uh, That's right. Yeah. You do, you do your work. You we do never your did work. that anyway. <laughs> we never did that anyway. Oh, well, that's, I, think I think that's maybe why it sits us a bit better. <laughs> no. Uh, Barney, Marty talked about your you know, your choice of wallpaper. You know, hearing less than enough them cars, like that's the kind of the posters you know, the our generation had up in their walls whenever we were growing up. It must be the boyhood dreams to be sitting on the start line and looking around and seeing, you know, Lancia 037s and the Grallies, all these cars sitting on the Gennady Quattros and be competing against them. Oh, it's, it is. It is. It's like, I think, as like you say, somebody just pulled them off the wall. You know, they usually only see, see these things in slowly sideways or in museums or and 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 shows that are just there to display you might see in the goodwood doing the hell or something i guess yeah. but like these guys have these cars and they have them you know they've been working at them and they're no slouches these cars are better than they were in the day you know mm-hmm. they are like you know and uh, you see this you hear this the sucking and the buying of that audio quad throw off the start line they'll bring it here there eh, man <laughs> it's just like it's just like watching a group b rally video like it is like you know what i mean and uh, 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 the only thing is it's not as fuzzy <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I have to say and in those 37s and all them cars that you know that I've never seen them you know rally in, person, you know, in that way before like you know yeah. we didn't I'm too young but to see them and be racing against them you know it's fantastic it is fantastic and Barney your thoughts on that yeah, I think Marty touched on it there. These cars have moved on from they were originally rallied. A lot of new technology and theories uh, have, have creeped into them. Um, and reliability as well. So, you know, the head gaskets, we said, the turbos, things like that have all come on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, boys, <laughs> these lads aren't hanging about. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's good. It's good crack. And they're, they're fair and honest. And the FIA keeps a tight run on things that if it, if it wasn't period correct, um, you know, you're not getting away with it. So. Mm-hmm. And I suppose uh, it's no different from, you know, your historic BDA now. Like, it's not the same car as was, you know, Ari Vatman was driving back in the day. You know, it, it's been developed that long, you know, so much even in that last 30, 40 years as well, too. That, that's correct. It, it has. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're not going to take advantage of anything like a bigger manifold no. or, a, you know, some, something that's lightened or a bit of composite somewhere stuck in somewhere or a loom that's not right. Like, the, they don't, picked you know, up on, you don't know. when you're when they're looking at the car, like... Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, like you, you know, the the escort, as you say, is not the there's not thirty escorts lined up. It's all this variety of cars. But you know, as much as you love the LB, LIB, uh, last weekend you just got a, a, a change of car when you got the Mads BMW M3. What was the the thinking behind that, or how did that come about? Two words, Kevin. Two words: power steering. <laughs> <laughs> 
First year in the lead. A two bonnet or roof fence. <laughs> a two roof fence as well. That's right. Yeah. Um, I guess. I guess. Look, uh, Greg's been out uh, along with Ernie Graham at these events since um, the end of last year, and it was really then that we started making a bit of a plan to get out and start doing a few events. And then I guess really, you know, we the the R fives are all gone. We've kept we kept the old S two thousand. We'll probably keep it. And then we decided maybe it was time to have a go at something, you know, a bit different, really. But unlike, you know, the guys with the other quattros or the guys with the, the old three sevens and stuff, you know, we, wouldn't want, we didn't want to be going to that level. Plus, we didn't have the time to try and develop a car ourselves. You know, that's not what we do. We were we, we drill holes in the ground, you know. So it seemed to be that with the with the car that Matt's uh, is building at the moment, you know, we've seen Craig in it in, uh, actually around that sort of time that we decided we were going to go ahead, we've seen Craig in it in uh, Killarney. It was very impressive. And we we see the cars, we've seen what work he's done, bringing new technologies, you know, uh, new new engine builders, they're, they're pouring the new blocks, they're, doing, they're making all the new components, the same as they are for an escort now. So we've seen it as the natural transition on from an escort and it's the ultimate tarmac car. And, you know, we would say rear-wheel drive tarmac car. We would, mm-hmm. we would believe it to be, especially when, when you've got a guy like Matt's that's, that's got everything there. If, and if, and if um, an item is not available anymore, well, he's getting it made. So we can just ring up Matt's and say, we need this part for the car and it's yeah. done. So I think that was a big, that was a big, um, a big draw towards the whole thing. But um, also, you know, haven't seen you know the, the likes of Fisher and everybody driving the cars back in the day. It's it's also there's there's a step there as well that we always wanted to ha- to try one and have one. So yeah, so we've had a car um, ordered with Matt's, but due to everything going on at the moment, the car has been delayed a bit. So for this event, then um, we 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 came arrangement with Matt's, and um, that was actually the same car that Craig drove in Clarny last year. <laughs> so that's why it's it was it was Matt's car, but. We've got our fingers crossed and we're hoping to have um, a BMW in the stead in a few weeks. Excellent, excellent. And like you, you mentioned there, like Ernie, um, Greg, and all. Like, Rallying is a very much a whole family affair for you, you, you like to yourselves there. You know, like uh, last weekend, you know, Greg was over, uh, Ernie was over, you know, I think it's, it's not just, you know, the two of you guys and a few mechanics. It's a, it's a whole family effort. Oh, oh we're, we're, we're worse than the hillbillies rolling on. <laughs> um, states, no, we've landed the seats full of 405s. <laughs> we have to pay family. <laughs> the, uh, no, no, that's the thing. And Carling, Carling sat with James Potter and a Ford Cortina last, last weekend as well. And that's the second time she sat with James you know they they do they do the character one and they they're out there in that old four patina kind of having a ball and you know and let me tell you it's as far from an alley car as I ever drove. <laughs> but, but here that's the thing about it. you know you can roll up in anything and as long as this period has got the right bits on the way you go yeah. and like early early and Karen like they they've been doing that I think they've been doing that championship now for maybe ten years or, or very close to it. Right. Ernie's been it's been a long time out there so it made sense I'm only up the road from Brockshane you know we know each other for a long time that that. We'd all go together, so that's what happens. The whole thing goes as as uh, Team Flexi Fly. So we we do have some. It's very very good. It's good fun. Good time away for everybody, and 
Barney tells an old bad joke, you know, but should we try and get over that? An <laughs> <laughs> uh, old big lie. Uh, <laughs> so, like, Barney, you know, we know how busy you are at work and all, but, like, to take that time... Busy, away, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm busy, hey. <laughs> To be able to take that time away and go away with such a, a nice group of people, like, it must make rolling fun. It's not, you know, it's not all about the stage times. It's all about the, you know, we go back to this making memories thing again. Uh, let's let's be clear on one thing. I shouldn't be away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, but you hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, you'll be a long time dead," and all these things, and and you hear a lot of wise words. But a lot of people don't live by it. And look, these these opportunities don't come around. So I'm taking it, and that's the way it is. And I walk, you know, when we do get home, I work my Saturdays, Sundays, late nights, or to try and catch back up again. But there's no way I'm missing out on it. And and uh, it's a privilege to go and do it. And the people that we're rallying with are all brilliant people. And they don't get too upset if something doesn't go their way or, you know, there's a bit of drama or something goes wrong with the car. Like, it's here and we'll all chip in and everybody tears away. And when we get to the end of the rally, funny, we said at the weekend, the three cars all finished. And, uh, you know, we've got a team award as well. And I think that to Ernie especially means as much as, as his own individual thing. So, um, you know, it's, it is. It's family and friends. And that's it. Making memories. Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So And here... Sorry, I would just like to say that you know, Barney touched on it earlier. Like we went back, it was Rally Australia in two thousand and sixteen. Barney wasn't it? We went to sixteen, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I Rally Australia two thousand and sixteen. Like and Barney hadn't, you know, we co-drove in a few lanes rallies and stuff and a few bits and pieces, you know, years before. And in he was he was doing my gravel notes at the time with our five car. So I decided it'd be be, be good fun for us to go in and do this event. I have to say, like, you know, you look at Barney now and like, you know, he does does a lot of navigating, a lot of good cars. And I was just thinking, like I actually said, turn around to him at the weekend and I said, you know what? What a bad old project, were you? As far from finished. progress. Oh here, I tell you what, but no, good, good, sharp and, and on the ball, and but here, a good good person to take with you, as you say, family and friends and uh no, it's it makes when you spend so much time together in a close environment like it's, you can shart or anything like and it's you, you, who knows we we laugh about it, you know it's it's just it is good crack like it is yeah. good crack and that's like, what's about you know if you're if you're spending like four or five days with somebody you have to be able to get on <laughs> you, that's you right know, it'll be no yeah, fun if you're stuck beside with somebody that you can just barely tolerate or there's always a, a, an age to you need that bit of banter and a bit of crack and obviously you need to be serious never the 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 boy says go at the same time yeah <laughs> and that's very you know that's very hard to get in and 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 the level navigator the barney's at nine and it definitely is Thanks, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a two-time RAC one or so, like you know. That's right. <laughs> you can uh, tell everybody that, maybe. But <laughs> I don't. I, 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 hello, my, my name's Barney. I won the RAC title. <laughs> 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 That's the way you just want to be. I think you can be. You can be. The snores driver, you're going nowhere. So you still need the good lad behind the wheel as well. So um, you know, it makes a difference, like. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're yeah. looking forward to you're talking about hopefully having the M3 at your disposal now for the rest of the year. Is it continuing with the historics in and the European Championship? That that's that's the plan at the moment. Yes, definitely. You know, we're, we're looking at the rounds and what we can do. Look, as always, 
you know, it's it's going to be work dependent. We didn't get away to Hungary, um, but we missed one of the rounds there just because of work commitment. So we'll have to just um, play it by year and see how exactly how many we do because it's a fairly it's a fairly um, demanding championship. You know, I think was there by nine rounds? Is there nine? Aye, uh, there's nine rounds on it, and, and I think September alone, there's maybe two plus uh, one in August. Is what's the last? Aye, uh, and and the last one's the first week of October as well. So it's pretty. That's pretty condensed now towards the end, like you know. So, mm-hmm. um, anybody looking to put stickers on when I'm away, give me a shout. <laughs> uh, anybody looking stickers put on when he's away, don't give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> and are they all tarmac rounds or is they a mixture of tower and gravel? Or? Well, we've got uh, laddies on now in four weeks. I think Laddie, it's the Finnish uh, historic round. Right. So that's that's the one. So um, all been well. We maybe get the LAB back out of the uh, garage for that one now because obviously mm-hmm. the M3 and not suit gravel. Yeah. But yet again, I'm juggling a lot of balls at the minute. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to get there. We'd absolutely love to get there. But reality might have to head home. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think partly from my knowledge of it, they use a lot of the, the WRC stages next. So like that would be pretty special be driving those stages in a BDA. <laughs> I'd be honest to you, I only start looking at the stages in the Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you any lies there. <laughs> I, I have to ask the pilot I where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think it, it's I don't think it's on uh, the actual old WRC stages. It's over slightly, you know, um, thirty mile or something to get away. But it wouldn't be as I don't think in general the boys say there's not as big a jumps on it. But it's still very very fast, very flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's the Mecca rally and it's, it's the Hummer rally. And so yes. we'd love to get to it. But as Marty says, hey, we we do some reality. We'll have to pay the bills too. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. So see. yeah. And that you know, like, uh, Marty will start wrapping up. You know, you talk about the M3 hopefully coming. You know, as you mentioned, like Bertie Fisher, Ross McHale, and, you know, even closer to home, Philip Shaw having the M3. Like those cars, the, the noise, they're you know, they're probably only second to like the BDA. Uh, must be fantastic to sit behind the wheel of one of them and be driving down a stage. Oh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. You know, with, with the dog box and, and the bigger brakes, and I actually thought. There wouldn't be as much traction with it as there is. I was surprised how much traction there was in the car. I'm very impressed with it. You know, it is, you know, especially, I guess it's only other we would drive car I've ever rallied rather than a BDA Escort, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was really kind of strange, you know, driving a rear-wheel drive car that was different to an Escort. But um, I have to say, really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, it was one of them cars that you woke up in the morning and like, Oh, I'm driving the B, uh, the BM today. That's that's that's, that's it's like it's like going to the woods in the BDA. It's like let's go, you know. So uh, no, I have to say there was there was a good buzz on both with myself and Barney. Uh, and you're all about the noise there. Just tell Barney keep his door closed. Right <laughs> <above> the <door>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ears are still ringing, man. Oh, is it, <laughs> so you got the side exhaust, actually, Barney? Then, oh, I, I, I hear. I don't know what sort of headphones you need to drive down the road on. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, you know, as I you know, as we were, I didn't know where we time from scrutiny or somewhere, Marty, and I just turned around and I just punched my arm. I said, "This isn't real." True. It was. Yeah. Well, lads, I think we'll wrap it up at that. So, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been a pleasure as always chatting to you. 
Thank you very much. Thanks, Thanks for asking much, us. Deb. It's always a pleasure to hear from Marty and Barney. Um, and Jesus, I would say the crack is 90 in that car. Oh, you can imagine, you know, the, the you know, the, the way they get on with each other is just so easy going. Like ever nothing seems to be a problem to them. They just, yeah, cheer, whatever, get on with it. And it's such a lovely way. You know, it's always a pleasure catching up with the two guys. Absolutely. And we all know how witty Barney is on Twitter. Yeah, just don't get in the wrong side of him. <laughs> 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 and talking about uh, easygoing characters, head kisses, nutters, whatever you want to call them, Frank Kelly, um, <laughs> he's been telling us about his year so far and he's chucked to hungry. That's uh, it's some story. Well, you know, for starters, when you talk about normality, there's no such thing as normal in rallying, <laughs> especially, especially my rallying. Uh, no, we've had, a, we've had a great year so far. We made a very conscious decision at the beginning of the year to stay at home uh, till at least Donegal time. Um, with rallying kicking off again, you know, you sort of just want to, you want to get that wee bit of a buzz getting back to normal and put a wee bit of weight behind it. Uh, not that it really needed it. You know, the entries has been good for all the rallies and the quality of entries has been fantastic. So, but we made that very much that, that, that conscious decision to stay at home. Uh, we had a couple of good chances to go abroad and we just, you know, postponed them and said, listen, you know, maybe again sometime, but it started to snowball a wee bit that, uh, after Donegal, there was going to be a, a few good uh, opportunities. So we started putting that plan in place and then started our year off on tarmac. Um, Lauren wanted to do the, all the rallies with me this year. Uh, you know, it's our first full, full season of rallying, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, again, with the whole COVID crack, she didn't get, uh, it was just sporadic. Uh, she wasn't getting doing much. And she's, as an as to a grasshopper when she was a youngster, she's always been, going and watching me in this rally and it was nice for her to get a chance to experience them from the inside to see if it was as stupid from the inside as it was as luck from the outside <laughs> so we started off from that there and uh, as usual me being me I made a lot of changes to the car and uh, started developing from scratch again so the first couple of rallies this year were quite painful because you were sort of testing in public and uh, way off the pace but uh, slowly but surely it got there together and, and we got into the best shape we could for Donegal and had a, had a good rally in Donegal. Yeah, because, like, you know, we know how competitive that, you know, the Modifieds is this year. And, like, especially this year, see, everything has took that wee step forward. So to be able to set times and build against, the, you know, these guys, it's out, maybe not every weekend, but, like, maybe at least, you know, maybe once every two or three weeks, that takes a lot of doing to keep up with them, doesn't it? It does, especially you get to my age. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the pace the pace is, is very fast in Irish rallying, as we all know, and in modified Irish rallying. Um, but more so than that, the, the depth of quality uh, has come on leaps and bounds. You know, 10 years ago, you'd end up against three or four very, very quick men. Now you can talk about the teens have been up against 14 or 15 very quick men. And I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say that the, the modified entry in Donegal any of the top 15 cars in the national could have won the national. I think, you know, that that would have been an easily attainable thing for any of them to do that. Uh, no, not easy, but it'd be easy to say that anybody in the top 15 could have done it. So that's the big difference, you know, the, the, is the depth of quality, uh, not so much even the, the, the pace, it's the depth of it. Uh-huh. Uh, and the quality of car the, and the quality of preparation, you know, none of, none of the lads now are just turning up, uh, arriving and jumping in the car and hoping to go quick. They're all putting in a serious amount of testing and a serious amount of development. And even 
you know, nutrition and, and training and, and all that kind of stuff and, and even simulators, you know, and mm-hmm. I couldn't use a simulator to save my life. So <laughs> I'm still relying old school, but we did put a lot of effort in and it paid off. And, and I was over the moon to be anywhere near the pace and to be able to tell uh, I was very proud of myself for three days, as you know, three minutes in the car and I can make three major boo-boos and to do three days. And we, did, we didn't have an overshoot, a half spin or anything. Um, it worked fierce well. We had a brake issue that we carried the whole weekend, which has been sort of plaguing me all year, but I've sort of worked out what that is. But it's just a change in material that was made uh, uh, in, a, in a, an item that I've been using for a lifetime and all of a sudden has caused a problem. But uh, it still it was able to be worked with. So, uh, no, very happy, very happy with our, our times and to be in the mark. And, you know, seventh in the national doesn't sound great, but we're a third mark to escort, and that sounds a lot better. And and I'm yeah. very happy and very proud to be third mark to escort at this stage. Yeah, because like you know, we look, you know, we look at the Darians and whatever. You know, there's only so much an escort can do against the likes of a Darian. Yeah. And like you know, the, the guys in the Darians still have to drive them. They have to still and all the work and all too. But the you know, it, it is obviously an obvious advantage there when it comes to good dry tarmac. Yeah. Attraction and weight. I think weight is the big thing. Is is you know they always say that uh, shape and weight of a car is a, is a, the cheapest horsepower you'll ever get. And uh, I don't know exactly what the weights of a Darien is, but I know they're a, a fair bit lighter than an Escort. So, and and I think when you put into the mix, uh, specifically in Donegal, James Starf- Stafford and and Kevin Gallagher are two massively talented drivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get the right car and the right driver in it. You know, they they then cars go quick. You know, for years we didn't worry too much about Darians because they didn't like bumpy roads and islands full of bumpy roads. Uh, but I think you know back then it was James Stafford proved that if you got the car right set up and you know with the advanced suspensions and bits and pieces and the scale of that driver and and then Kevin in later years, mm-hmm. uh, them's two really really quick men and a really good well sorted car. So they're gonna make a good account of themselves no matter where they go and. As you've seen by the times, you know, they were mixing our fives in lots of different stages. So uh, good lads, good drivers, and great to see them doing well. I have no problem with that. No, absolutely. And as you say, like, and the competition between the Mark II guys as well, too, it is bunkers. And then, you know, you mix in the likes of Adrian Hillington, because I loved your post after Donegal, who had nearly everything in Donegal. But still, you know, one way or another, he managed to drag the car around after three days. <laughs> Many of them's got big buddies, as you know, and he, he genuinely my hero in, in, mm-hmm. in rallying because Adrian has a never say day attitude and uh, probably one of the best sportsmen I've ever caught up against. Yeah. Uh, you know, he has, he has got me to the finisher rallies before now. Uh, if he can't win, he wants you to win. And uh, I did have a ride. I was very disappointed when he went out uh, on Friday and, and it looked like he had done a fair bit of damage and that was him out of the whole Donegal. Mm-hmm. But uh, to see him, you know, when I seen the pictures going up, I was going to message him and say, you know, is there any chance he can back it again? I thought, geez, you know, he's probably not going to be a good form. I'll leave him alone. <laughs> but uh, when I seen the Facebook post got up and her on the bench and a wing and hung on her and one thing and another, I thought, oh, Jesus, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> but there's crack, hey, and, uh, and it's always great to have Adrian in around you on a, on a rally. So do you get a bit of banter with him and a bit of slagging? And uh, that's what it's all about. That's what uh, it's all about. That, you know. And like you know, then we got to the finish of Donegal. So then we, we got into the foreign adventures. Then hungry, uh, yeah. What was it? it was a bit of an unusual calling. How did that come about? Uh, that that came about just uh, back about February March time. Um, 
PC, as I call him, P-A-C-A. It turns out that's his nickname and it stands for small or short or something, which is, if you've seen it, that's means anything but it's maybe six and a half foot and, and built like a brick shit house. Uh, but a real big gentleman's end, heart of a lion, uh, heart of gold. Uh, but he got in touch with me and he generally seemed to be the modified uh, competitor liaison, essentially. He rallies himself, uh, has a, a lad out there, rallies away. But he was given the task of, of bringing somebody to do, do the rally. And for some reason, he got as far out as me. <laughs> and he just asked me, you know, would you would you consider doing it? I says, I would. I'm stupid enough and mad enough to do it. So he started with put a package together, what it was going to cost to get there and bits and pieces. And they got a couple of sponsors on board. And he made it happen very quickly and, and with no fuss. And it was all confirmed from way back. And I don't think he really believed it was going to turn up until it actually turned <laughs> up because he's a... He messaged me, you know, what way are you getting here and, and how long is it going to take you? And you're, you're driving and it's like, that's 2,200 kilometers from Cherbourg uh, to, to me. And he wanted photographs of me leaving the house. And I think it was more to believe that it was coming. I think it was going to happen. The fact that it was coming. But uh, no, it's great. And uh, like, Jesus, the hospitality and the welcome we got was unbelievable. And uh, it's not a touristy area, especially, you know, there's like two and a half hours north of Budapest. And it'd be quite an industrial area, so um, there are virtually no English speakers. But we we had luck. The hotel that they had just booked into the the manager, uh, a guy called well, I don't know his exact name was, but he, we call him Greg. <laughs> so <laughs> he yeah, he had lived in Cork for four years, so he had this real weird Cork accent, <laughs> which I understood perfectly. But he looked after us fierce well as well, and and PC has no English. It was all Google Translate. So they sort of uh, dragged him into looking after us and he came till the rally start with us and everything to get everything sorted out. And he had no real interest in rallying, but he kept us right and did all the translating for us. And uh, it just turned out to be a whale of a time. Brilliant, brilliant. And like the stages over there looked real good and all too. So like it's... Yeah, there were, there were three good tarmac stages run three times, which is familiar to us for national yeah. round here. Uh, very tricky, I have to say, and... You know, their normal temperatures this time of the year is, is high 20s, low 30s, but they had a heat wave, uh, which we've got the tail end of now. So it was like 38, 39 degrees on the day of the rally. And they had they were actually concerned because they had issued a, a, a bulletin to all the competitors to carry at least, I think it was two litres of water in the car, that if you did uh, hit trouble or were, were stranded, that you wouldn't dehydrate, that you would, you know, you'd be safe enough. So uh, it was unusual for them even. And twice as unusual for us. So it, it, it was very tough. Uh, and in fairness to PC, he warned me, uh, the white asphalt that they have out there, like a, like a, a light grey tarmac, gets really slippy in hot weather. And, and by Jesus, he was right. Uh, you know, it was literally a wet day in Donegal, you'd have more grip. Uh, very deceptive. You know, you're, I would out like a clampet, uh, you know, with gravel tyres in the back to do my bit. And... It worked grand, but I knew fairly early on if I keep this up, I'm not going to have much of an escort left. But then, you know, <laughs> it'd be in the scenery, and there was lots of people in the scenery, so the locals were struggling. So uh, I thought, right, we need to be a wee bit smart here. So we put on proper tarmac tires, and she still slid about a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. So there wasn't much in the way of grip anyway, but it was a bit safer at least when you get slowed for the big ones and stuff. And uh, but the stages were nice. They were, there was two first stage and third stage were about six or seven kilometers long. In the middle one was about 13 kilometers long and there was a bit of gravel in it. Uh, 
So no, nice stages, loads of people around, uh, mm-hmm. very enthusiastic spectators. Uh, we went off on the second stage on a notorious corner that Frank didn't know about, but <laughs> uh, just caught on a bit of gravel and onto a white asphalt road and just swapped ends and into a shock and it's all over a face tube. But uh, <laughs> luckily, they just the boys were standing there with a tow rope. Ready for you? It does them at the front of her and it does them at the back of her and they'd be out uh, in less than a minute on the way on. And no damage, no, I closed the exhaust a bit, but uh-huh. no damage really done. So uh, happy enough when I thought myself, right, it's time to put tarmac tires in the show because I'm not <laughs> going to get rid of this. So uh, no, it, it felt like a marathon. Uh-huh. Uh, by the time we got to the finish of it with the heat and by the time we were over the finish ramp, it was shortly eight o'clock that evening. And we were exhausted and roasted and hungry and everything. So uh, it was it, it felt like a big operation to get it done, but very happy and very proud to get it done and to show a good account of ourselves. We, we weren't supposed to be timed. We were in the All-Stars category. Right. And because, uh, as usual, there's no way to, to categorize a Millington Escort out there. So mm-hmm. uh, it turned out then that we were timed. <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't realize this for me being an Egypt and doing donuts around and about. So we were, we were beat in the, in the All Stars category by seven seconds or something. Uh, we were one of the latter men. Uh, but uh, <laughs> zero, zero shits given. It was just a mighty, a mighty weekend's crack. And uh, I would go back in a heartbeat. Definitely go back in a heartbeat. Yeah, and like you know, Lada's uh, carrot is always very close to my heart. Like there was some about them over that event over there. Like. I think. Like there was 130 entries, and I think 70 odd were Ladas. <laughs> and when you think about it, it's just basically their Mark II. Uh, you know, it yeah. is their Mark II, and they love them the way we love our Mark IIs. And I'm yeah. sure when people come here and look at the amount of Mark IIs we have and the kind of things we're doing to them, the, the, they look at us the way we look at the Ladas and think, what are you, friggin' at, lads? But <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. And, and here, listen, there's nothing wrong with Ladas, you no. well know. And, uh, there was some of them highly modified, uh, you know, Honda engines and flow-mounted paddle boxes and sequentials and all the way down. Again, like our experts getting down into the basic uh, mm-hmm. and maybe 1,200cc ones yeah. with uh, bicycle tires on them and stuff, you know, really, really standard yokes just with the cage in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all in between, you know, stuff oh. with a set of 40s hung on it and uh, bits and pieces together. If you watch, uh, if you watch PCs in car, yes. uh, the, the ladder hits pattern probably was a work ski box in this day has a real weird haste pattern where uh-huh. first gears way over where fifth would be yeah uh it's a really weird thing i don't know how he manages but no it's because uh, uh, the mcr you put up on facebook like as yeah. you say first over more or less for third or fifth would be and then second spike for it should be <laughs> oh it's a real weird thing uh, uh, it's it's it makes a dog leg a zf and a mark ii look simple yeah. <laughs> But uh, hey, the them boys, as I say, I've said before, they left nothing behind. Yeah. Um, they were pushing, the whole lot of them were pushing. And considering how well, especially, you know, some of the cars were unbelievably well turned out and, and fantastic paint jobs. Mm-hmm. But they were just firing them at the scenery left, right and centre. You know, they were putting everything into it. There was no, 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 nothing given or taken. They were going at it. Yes. Uh, and and the, the quick lads are really quick. quick. So... Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to get one of them over here, a couple of them over here sometime to see what way they would shake it out and they'd probably look at us where Mark II's not, <laughs> What's not wise in the head. <laughs> not, not wise in the head. Yes. Uh-huh. And then, you know, we bit closer to home then, down rally this weekend, a late entry in there, an event you look I, forward to? I, it was, uh, we hadn't planned because we have basically one a month now in Europe for the rest of the year and we thought, right, we've done our bit up to Donegal and did six or seven rallies, I think, this year. I thought, right, we'll, we'll go back and do our European things. So 
down rally when we came home and got the car home and, and I've, I've put her into a gravel spec now because Lithuania is to be the next one on gravel. And then we had a sort of a notion that our evening and thought, you know what, Down's only up the road and it'll be handy enough and we could shoot up there and do the rally and just make sure everything's right. So she's going there in gravel spec <laughs> just <laughs> for a day's crack. It's only up the road and I thought, frigate, why not? It's I, and, and classic stages as well, you know, your Hamilton's fully yeah. and, you know, real, real good stages as well. It should be good. I was talking to Barry Savage and he says that they're, they're, they're four good stages. Um, so we'll see. Uh, <laughs> there's been a few handlings with me doing rallies at home lately and in the throne stages I got into a drama and scrutineering for the noise of the car is too loud. Uh, so it turned into a drama. We nearly didn't get doing that rally. So I have quietened her down a bit. Well, it's enough. I don't know. I haven't got a sound test, but she's a lot quieter than she was. So it takes the edge after a wee bit, but you know, I'm fully prepared that if we get into Holland, we just load up and go home again. So we'll see if we get doing the rally, great. If we don't, it's not the end of the world. Yes. Uh -huh. I, said, I said funny, it was really funny. I didn't fall out to anybody. And, the, and it was all lighthearted, but um, I said, it's really funny. Like, you know, the yoke can rally anywhere in the world, but she can't rally 20 minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. rules are rules. Um, a uh, hairdryer doesn't make any noise, so when they get the hairdryers rallying, we'll not have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, we'll not have to worry about that, but the least they're worried. And then, as you say, then, you know, you have uh, events lined up, or, you know, across Europe. Is, is there, you know, is there, what kind of events are you doing? Is it a mixture of gravel, tar, a bit of everything? Uh, it's, nearly all the rest of them are tarmac. Um, okay. This Lithuanian one, uh, it's actually, as of this morning, there's a wee bit of doubt in it, so I'm not sure if we're getting to do it or not. But if we haven't, uh, we have a German one uh, on tarmac for August lined up uh, just in case so it'll either be Germany or Lithuania uh, in August and then in sep August September is the Escort Rally Special in Belgium which I've done three times now I think and it's a fantastic rally uh, any man out there with an Escort of any description because it's Escorts only uh, should take a go at it sometime it's, it's relatively cheap to do even with they do a package with the ferry and the accommodation and entry fee and it's not going to be any dearer than doing a rally at home, to be fair. And it's a different part of the world and a great atmosphere. So we're doing that in September. Then October is Rally Legends in Italy and San Marino, uh, which should be good crack. And then in November is Portugal. Uh, they're having a version of Rally Legends. So it was agreed way last year to do it. So that, I think, ends up being five between Hungary, Germany, Belgium, Italy and Portugal, and it'll all be cheaper than doing a rally at home. <laughs> well, hard to argue with that then, will it? <laughs> There's a method in my madness. Yeah, well, <laughs> so Frank, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Uh, it's been a pleasure good, as always. Yeah, good to see you. Yeah, I watch your crunching gears. You've done a mighty job. It's great to see it, the likes of it online there. So Thank keep you. up the good work, White. Appreciate that. Thank you. Pleasure to catch up with Frank. You know, he is one of those legends of rallying. Um, you know, he's as entertaining out of the car as he is in the car, so it's always a pleasure. Um, this weekend, then, coming uh, uh, closer to home, we have the, the Down Rally around the Northern Ireland Championship and also around the Pro Tire British Tarmac Championship as well, too. Um, fantastic lineup of cars there, Connor. Absolutely great lineup of cars, and as we, as, as William mentioned earlier, he'll have the um, Fiesta Rally 3 out. He's starting number 15 in the road, but great, yeah, you know, with Johnny Greer, Stephen Wright. Donna Kelly's out, um, Derek McGarty, Patter Herson, you know, Joseph McGonagall, and then throw in the, the UK guys as well, Stephen yeah. Woods, etc. you know, the Stephen Simpson, the people you're familiar with. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like it's great to see a few different cars, a few different heads over as well. Just adds to the mix a wee bit, doesn't it? As much as anything else. Absolutely. Listen, we've got the Polos, we've got the Citroen C3s, we've got the Fiestas, great mix and be hard to, you know, pick a winner um, out of that bunch as well. And it's a short, sharp, fast rally. Yeah, and, and you know, that the, the, the two clubs that come together to organise that, they, I think that they really get the whole ethos of behind, the, you know, organising a good rally that's run by competitors for competitors. You know, they're having a centralised service um, that, you know, they're having it in the centre of Lisburn. It's, it's, it's bringing rally into the people, which is fantastic to see. It is. And I know from, from previous years, spectating on it, it's an easy rally to spectate on. It's an easy one to follow. It, and it's great. And there's some fantastic, well-known, famous stages there. Yeah, I like this year here that you know they're using Hamilton's Folly and Buck's Head. You know, two classic stages. You know, we remember them from yesteryear in the circuit in Ulster and things like that. And you know, the other two stages are real good driving stages as well too. So you know, them guys is in for a treat this weekend. No, absolutely are, and I'm looking forward to it myself. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up at that there. So until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>